This podcast is produced by the marketing department at Corona Inc. in Peabody, Massachusetts. For the benefit of its North American sales resources, including the team of employees and sales channel partners, for the purpose of entertaining and transferring knowledge on one specific topic. Today's episode, Mag Meters and Noisy Environment. There's one thing I hate, all the noise, 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 noise. The Grinch's day job must have been as an instrument maintenance technician for a mining or pulp and paper plant. All this noise, noise, noise. Now, we discussed electrical noise in another podcast episode, but many real-world flow applications also bring along another source of noise. Pulp stock, or the hydraulic transport of rocks or slurries, are challenging flow measurement applications because of phenomena that can affect measurement in magmeters. In this episode, we'll explore how this type of noise happens, how it can be overcome, and other considerations for magmeters used in applications within trained solids. Before magmeters, mechanical devices such as positive displacement units or differential pressure elements dominated the scene. Their built-in obstructions were inevitably destroyed by the abrasion from the flow of entrained solids. It would just be a question of time. Since solids are often variable in size, they can also jam themselves into any obstruction which can ultimately result in plugging. From the outset, magmeters became very popular for entrained solids in part because there's no obstruction in the pipe. Without obstructions, the meter can last much longer, which minimized downtime and improved operational results. However, no technology is perfect. Entrained solids applications deserve some very special attention when it comes to material selection and sizing and construction. Otherwise, they too can fail prematurely. Magmeters have been successfully applied on fibrous fluids such as pulp stock in various concentrations. They've also been applied on slurries such as mud, sand, bauxite, or cement, and countless hydro transport lines for mineral ores and rocks, and even coal. In every instance, the success of the application depends on knowing as much as possible about the flowing conditions, the velocities, piping orientation, and materials, as well as the internal dimensions. These last three are a little different from what you might understand of magmeter applications, and the reason is simple. Whenever you have an abrasive fluid, you need to take special care to avoid situations where you would accelerate the physical degradation of the flow tube itself. By taking special care to adapt a meter to the pipeworks, you can assure a longer life cycle for the instrument. Therefore, Whenever you're considering a solids application for a magmeter, don't settle for standard flow specifications from your customer. Get the full picture so that Krona can ensure the right meter construction for the job. This will also help you in the selling process since you can point out the special features Krona can supply for these rigorous demands. Krona has many special options developed over time from liner materials and protection options to special electro designs and material selections. But back to the core subject, which is noise. Let me briefly remind you of the principle of operation of the magmeter. A magmeter measures the flowing velocity of a conductive fluid. A small induced voltage, which is proportional to the velocity of the fluid that is flowing through a magnetic field, is measured at two electrodes which are in contact with the fluid. 
The challenge in solids applications is that the noise is often much stronger electrically than the velocity signal. So what exactly causes the noise in a pulp stock, a slurry, or solids hydrotransport applications? The answer is inconsistency in the flowing material. Each material flowing in the pipe has its own properties, including electrochemical properties such as pH. The carrier fluid and the other materials can have very dissimilar properties and therefore behave very differently in a magnetic field. In pulp stock applications, the dissimilar materials like pulp fibers will carry with them variations in the electrochemical voltage based on their individual consistency and pH levels. When they strike the electrodes, they create a noise signal. This noise is sometimes known as pulp noise, which is superimposed atop the normal velocity signal. The higher the concentration of pulp stock, the greater the equivalent entrained electrical noise. In solids or slurry applications, those materials also have different electrochemical behavior as compared to the carrier fluid. When a solid strikes the electrode, depending on many factors such as size, shape, and the material itself, there will be a voltage spike based on its intrinsic electrochemical profile. Occasional solids will result in occasional spikes, but slurries and hydrotransport will generate a consistent noise pattern. Now that we know what causes the noise, how can it be overcome? While some competitors prefer to address these applications with brute force, namely by providing more power. By providing more power to the magmeter coils in the form of AC current, there is a larger electrical-induced velocity voltage at the electrodes. The result is that the signal is much more easily discernible from the background noise. While this technique works, there are a few downsides. First, the energy needed is substantially greater than for an equivalent DC magmeter, so the operating costs are much higher over the life of the meter. Second, AC meters are inherently prone to zero drift. In addition to the flow signal generated by the conductive process fluid passing through the changing magnetic field, wires and other conductors near the alternating magnetic field of an AC system can also produce a signal voltage unrelated to the flow rate. To compensate for these drift errors caused by the stray currents from stationary conductors, operators must periodically shut off the flow to reset the transmitter for zero output. On the subject of drift, with DC coil excitation designs like Krona's, a square wave current pulse excites the magnetic coils. The transmitter reads both the flow and the noise during a pulse, but between pulses, when there is no electromagnetic excitation, only the noise is evident. The noise is then cancelled after each cycle, so zero drift is typically not a problem for pulsed DC designs. Since 2002, when the OptiFlux product line was launched, DC coil excitation has been exclusively used in all chronomagmeters because of their better long-term performance and as a result of its superior signal processing technology. To overcome the noise, even with much smaller signal levels available in the DC magmeters, the OptiFlux converters take advantage of much more sensitive signal processors. But the ultimate performance comes from combining the better electronics with the better signal processing techniques and then with the best electrode choice for the application. Starting with the best electrodes greatly improves the signal available to the processing circuitry. 
So let's explore that aspect. The standard electrode used in mags is made of metal that is shaped like a round head screw that protrudes slightly into the flow stream. This shape is ideal for most fluids since it is effectively self-scouring and keeps itself clean from any buildup. However, in a pulp stock or a solids application, it can prove problematic. In pulp stock, the fluid is not terribly abrasive, so to minimize the pulp noise, you can choose a low noise electrode, which is a metal electrode but with a coating applied on it. The coating is somewhat porous and quickly fills up with the process fluid, and this in turn acts like an electrochemical buffer on the surface of the electrode. As a result, the noisy fibers no longer make direct contact with the metal, and they cannot discharge their energy on the electrodes. These low-noise electrodes often feature a ceramic coating. For solids and slurries, abrasion is a real concern, so standard electrodes with a simple coating are not suitable. Here, you'd like to extend the life of the electrode while also minimizing the noise. To do so, the coating is combined with a special design option for either a flat electrode to be flush with the liner face or even a slightly retracted one. In some special cases, where there are literally rocks bouncing down the pipe, a thick, soft rubber liner is often selected to extend the meter's life cycle. And the associated electrode is built directly into the liner and also made of soft rubber instead of metal. If this weren't done this way, then the electrode could stick out into the flow stream and get damaged by the stream of rocks. In some instances, an electrode face could also be reinforced with aluminum oxide or carbide for extra long life. In every situation, the same principle stands, that a coating can help filter out the noise right at the electrode. It stands to reason, therefore, that if you can filter out the noise at the source, then it becomes significantly easier to handle the signal in the processing circuits and the software. These types of applications, whether pulp or hydrotransport, will wear out any device. But by employing special care in the selection of the materials, by filtering out as much noise as possible at the source, and by using the best possible signal processing and available diagnostics on the market, we believe that Krona's OptiFlux products will perform better and last longer than any other solutions for solids, slurry, or pulp stock flow measurement. Chewing down on his roast beef sandwich while on his lunch break one day at the plant, the Grinch realized that with chronometers installed, he'd come to love the noise he once dreaded. And his heart grew three sizes that day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Krona Product Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please send an email to info at krona.com and make sure to refer to the specific topic of this podcast. Any suggestions for future topics would also be very welcomed. Thanks again.